Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I'm your host Danny, and today I'm joined by Rhea Gale who is an IFBB pro and an Olympian. Rhea, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you first got into competing? Okay, so firstly I'd just like to say thank you so much for having me on here. Super excited. Um, so how I got into bodybuilding, it was 2016 um so four years ago now and I was a diver to begin with um and I kind of had to step away from that just for uh, like mental health reasons my mind wasn't in a very good place um so I decided to end it there um and then I was sort of working as a PT and a girl that I was working with she competed and I started training and I was just like I really missed having something to work towards yeah um and she was like have you ever thought about like bodybuilding and competing I was like oh, you know what like it'll be something let's just give it a go and like I started to really enjoy training and I was like that could just be like the end goal of getting on stage and seeing how it is and um, so I went to go and watch my first show um which was like the UK BFF Welsh Grand Prix um and I was like wow like this is amazing let's just give it a go um and then by the july in 2016 i'd done my first show in my little green bikini and whatever let's just not let's just <laughs> it's not so good go to there. look back on those photos <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah i sort of didn't really have a clue but it was for me it was i started to compete just to get my mind into a good place yeah and getting on stage it wasn't about i need to go and win a show or whatever I didn't care if I came first or last or anywhere in between it was just proving to myself that I still had what it took to focus and achieve something yeah and you know what like it's so nice that you did that for yourself and you already enjoyed training before you actually decided to compete yeah yeah so how long were you actually training for before you decided to commit to your first prep um so I kind of had like a background of training with diving, but it was more so S&C and just like body conditioning. Um, so properly, properly training was probably like the December of 2015. Yeah. And then like I started my first prep in like the April. So I didn't really have like much time, but it was kind of just like a, oh, you know, let's just give it a go kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. And did you always know that you wanted to compete in the figure category? Yes. I've, I love all categories. I think all categories are absolutely incredible. But I think it was the, um, it was the Arnold's Ohio that everyone was like streaming in the gym. So technically that was like the first show that I saw and was like, oh my God. And obviously I saw Victoria, I saw Candice, I saw Sydney. And I was just like, oh my God, their figures are absolutely incredible. Um, I'd love to like that cat that is it like boom that is really what I want to look like um but my first show I probably should have done bikini but you know <laughs> we live and we learn but, you've got a really yeah. nice shape for figure though Rhea like it and it's so distinct for example if you look at me I've got really narrow shoulders naturally and like you just have the shape for figure and that's yeah, why you, obviously partially why you've done so well along with the work mm-hmm. that you've put into the the many years that you've competed now um so what would you say is your biggest achievement to date in the bodybuilding world oh 
Oh, oh. I've got like three. Yeah. Is that bad? Um, so probably getting a second place finish at a pro show. Um, that was like a so close, so far, but it's it's within reach. Um, and then obviously qualifying for the Olympia, going to the Olympia in my rookie season, that was just like unfathomable, like even thinking about it now, um, and then getting to the Arnold's this year. Yeah. So I think those are like my three achievements that I like hold close to me at the moment, yeah. And I suppose even like, so obviously qualifying for the Olympia was a huge achievement but I suppose almost the first step like into the pro league in itself yes yes is so like memorable and so meaningful for you definitely definitely and I it is definitely a moment that I would never forget um and that was actually two years ago last week um getting my pro card I actually got it in fitness and then done my pro debut in figure like a couple of hours later um but that is definitely in my box of achievements as well and it's a moment that I'll never forget yeah and would you so you mentioned fitness there would you ever sort of like go and compete in fitness again or do you think you're stuck with figure now um I you know I love fitness I think it's absolutely incredible um but the first time I ever done fitness was the show that I got my pro card and literally I couldn't I could barely train legs for like six weeks post-show because my knees were so bad um and I think the injuries that I had previously from diving really sort of came to light and I don't think my body would cope very well if I tried to do fitness again so yeah. I think it is bigger for me it is so intense because like when you're stage lean even training takes a toll on your body so yeah. doing that yeah. sort of thing yeah and how I long did you have to like sort of practice your routine for for figure um for figure or fitness Sorry for fitness. <laughs> um, so it was actually a weird one because it was the original plan was, oh, we'll prep for figure. Um, and then they announced that you could do a crossover. And we're kind of like, oh, I have a gymnastics background. We just give it a try. So I think it was about like seven weeks out, six or seven weeks out. We we're like, cool, so let's just give it a try. And it was pushing, thinking like getting a routine together, practicing the routine training cardio sessions working like it was just unbelievable absolutely unbelievable um so i really commend to the girls that do it um so about six to seven weeks to put something together yeah so it's a massive commitment and you yeah. mentioned cardio then so what is your during a contest prep do you usually mm -hmm. do the same sort of cardio and what is mm -hmm. your preferred form of cardio um so i've kind of done it all um from like lift to hips um, and most recently it's steps um tracking steps and I think uh preferred cardio I don't actually mind I really don't mind like people probably be like oh cardio but for me it's a time that I really like and see it as like a me time so whether it's like 30 minutes an hour an hour and a half whatever I really don't mind yeah I like it all and what is sort of like the most your cardio's got up to during a contest prep? Um, probably in the latter stages, like uh, it depends whether it's a rest day or a training day. So if I look at like a rest day, 
sometimes it's been at two hours, like an hour in the morning, hour in the afternoon. Um, but I think some people say it's like a controversial topic of how much cardio you should really do. But I think in the latter stages of prep, like if you need to be shredded and you kind of need just need to do whatever it takes. Like yeah. if your weeks out and your cardio is really high, then that's maybe a little bit of like a. But if you're like two, three weeks out or whatever, and you really need to sort of pull things in and achieve that condition, then it's kind of a whatever it takes. Yeah, I think it's really good you've said that because people will often be really interested in people's sort of calories and people's mm-hmm. cardio when in reality it's so individual and some people will just have to push harder than others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And for you, has every prep been different in regards to how much you've had to do to get stage lean? Yeah, um, I definitely think, and like I think that's one thing um, I've learned since starting competing is no two preps are going to be the same. Yeah. Like ever. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel like prep. Then I'm like, oh, actually. Um, but yeah, it's no two preps have really been the same. Sometimes it's been high. Sometimes it's been like okay. It kind of depends on whether my body's like. Do you know what, Ria? we're going to do this or actually I'm going to give you a little bit of stress <laughs> I'm not going to make this that easy <laughs> yeah but either way you just get it done like you said yeah. and you've yeah. just got to have that mindset of you will do whatever is required to get there rather 100%. than resenting what you have to do 100% it's all part of the process and I think that is for me what I most love about getting to getting to the stage is that whole process like you make it through every single day like no matter how hard it is and like that end product of getting on stage and it just feeling like all of that hard work you've put in boom you've done it it's like I think that's what I love so much about prep yeah definitely I completely agree I think it's so important to be process focused and process driven rather than Mm -hmm. just competing for for the end goal of stepping on stage and you, you know, in your initial answer, you went on to that straight away when I asked why you got into bodybuilding, you know, because yeah. you already enjoyed the process and that's so good. Yeah. So in terms of nutrition, Rich, during a prep, do you usually follow a meal plan approach or like tracking your macros? So I've always, um, even since I first started, I've always had a meal plan. Um, I'm, not, not, I'm not one that's against uh, tracking macros. Um, but I think for me and like just the way that my brain works I'm more so to give me a meal plan and I'll do it yeah whereas I think if I tried to track macros I'd be there for like right meal one I'd be like okay god god what am I gonna have I'm such an indecisive person so I think for me like a meal plan has always worked yeah and do you usually stick with that through an improvement season as well or do you sort of transition away from that a little bit no so improvement season, meal plan as well. Yeah. Cool. I'm very much like, I'm very, I really love structure. Yeah. And I think uh, for me, like too much of, okay, like, you know what, you can do this, this, this. I'm a bit like, oh my God. Ah. So yeah. Yeah. Off season, prep, meal plan for me. And during the off season, do you have like off plan meals during that time or do you just stick to your meal plan pretty much all the time? Stick to it pretty much all the time. Um, And I think that's one way for me to sort of stay focused as well, because it's definitely taken a while to learn um, that like 
off season, like fine, like it's you kind of have to have the same mentality as prep because yeah. it's easy to sort of think, okay, like like a show's not going to be until whenever, but the more that you kind of think, oh, I've got ages, I've got ages till I start prep, you're not really utilising the time that you have in that off-season. So, of course, like, it's a time that you repair relationships with family, friends, social occasions and whatever, um, but it's also kind to remember that each and every day is still time to get better to work towards the stage. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like you said, you know, that's where you actually improve. The prep mm-hmm. in reality is really just mm-hmm. where you sort of reveal the what you've mm-hmm. built and that's yeah. where you make the real improvements during your mm-hmm. off season definitely definitely and what is your current training split Ria um okay so currently I am on push pull rest legs rest and then start again the second rotation I kind of just spilled coffee all down yeah so push pull rest legs rest cool and what is your favorite session and what are your favorite exercises for each session oh oh i love this question um so in push it's probably a high incline press um i used to love side raises all day every day yeah um, but the high incline press there's something about it that is so like hard and challenging yet rewarding it just feels so nice um pull at the moment is probably uh stiff leg deadlift i love deadlift um so even though this is a different variation i'm not used to i still kind of get that ah feeling from them yeah legs probably pause I do miss a hack squat, I do. Yeah. But obviously until like gyms reopen and everything, um, doing pull squats and that's one that's like challenging and you wanna die, but it just feels so rewarding. It feels really nice. Yeah. Cool. Um and which is your favourite session, Ria, as a whole? Oh. This is a toss up between a pole and legs yeah um probably legs because that's one thing that I really want to sort of improve um and I really like like the session set out and structure and the exercise selection so probably legs I love them all pinky promise love them all but out of all of them probably legs yeah I think it's great that one of your favorite sessions is an area that you actually want to improve because a lot Mm -hmm. of people will sort of like enjoy what they're already really good at mm-hmm. when in mm. reality they need to you know they need to learn to enjoy the stuff that they're not so good yeah. at <laughs> yeah. so they can put some effort into that mm. and from bodybuilding as a whole what is mm-hmm. your most enjoyable part of bodybuilding what is the thing that you enjoy the most about it oh, I think I have two one of them is the uh connections that you can make in terms of like the people that you meet the people that you come across and just the community in general and it just feels like you know like talking to people and whatever it feels like you've known them for like the longest time and everyone is just so 
I don't know, so nice and just the the bodybuilding community is just one that is like different to any other that I've kind of seen amongst. Yeah. Um and probably the second thing every day, like with bodybuilding, every day is a chance to be better yeah. and work on yourself. And like for me, bodybuilding isn't just about physically getting better but it's also that mental aspect as well like and I didn't realize how much until recently I think this lockdown has really like made me reflect loads um and it wasn't until recently that but I owe so much to bodybuilding for who I am today and like who I've become as a person and being able to really understand myself a lot better um yeah so probably those two things yeah I think that's so cool and on surface level bodybuilding can look very sort of it can look quite glamorous but it can look Mm -hmm. very like it's just all about your body and it's a very self-centered sport when in reality there's so much more to it than that and actually it's so much more mental than it is physical definitely definitely and it's funny you should mention like the the community aspect because I remember meeting you at Helen Panthers posing oh my god yeah (laughs) yeah that was like four years ago yeah yeah so it just goes to show how like how much more mental it is than anything else and like like you said I've learned so much about myself through the process and I'm sure Mm -hmm. you're the same Mm -hmm. and it just it teaches you that you can really push yourself to the limits definitely definitely it's it's crazy because like sometimes you think oh yeah I I can really do this and then like bodybuilding teaches you that there's a completely different level of I can do this yeah and have you been able to apply that to the rest of your life as well yeah like yes in terms of like I've I'm I'm probably the worst for it I doubt myself a lot I put myself down a lot and I know that like I shouldn't and I need to be more like as much as I love spreading positivity to other people I kind of forget about myself sometimes yeah and like it has taught me that like really if you can get lean and get on stage and qualify for things like the Olympia and like go to the Arnold's like instill that self-belief in your coaching in your education in like connecting with people and so yeah it's definitely taught me that I'm capable of more than I think I am and it's helped me to like apply that in different areas of my life yeah definitely and what is the hardest part of bodybuilding for you if there is one this is probably more mental than anything um I think uh the hardest part for me is sometimes I allow self-doubt to get the best of me and I start like second guessing myself all the time and so rather than saying like oh you know training becomes really hard I understand that's part of the process you're getting leaner things are going to get harder but I think for me the hardest part is I get to a certain stage and I then start to doubt myself and like yeah. think oh are you really like I don't know it's, it's really hard that's probably the hardest part for me is like 
not list is ignoring those voices um yeah. that sort of say like are you really good enough for this because even like now I get them like and you kind of just got to put them to one side and think uh duh like come on just get on with it so that's probably the hardest part is the negative self-talk I get to like a certain stage and I get all this like negative self-talk and I'm like mm, no come on yeah that's probably the hardest part yeah and I think that's one of the reasons it's so good to have a coach as well so that <laughs> you can leave the sort of like analyzing side of the process to them yeah. and you can yeah. just focus on ticking the boxes yes definitely definitely um and that's probably one thing I love about bodybuilding is the amount of structure and routine it gets you into um, and that's something that really helps me day to day yeah and what is your next big goal Ria oh <laughs> hmm. Hmm. not sure at the moment obviously yes there is there is a big goal um and it's on my it's on my little whiteboard there <laughs> um but I think at this very moment in time I am more focused on the process of getting back to stage yeah because I think the nine weeks that I was in Australia I found so like so tough and like everything kind of just was like oh um so like now that I'm back like each day is just focused on okay getting better and getting back onto the stage and then that next big goal we'll see yeah so are you in sort of like an improvement phase at the moment Ria yeah so it's kind of like a restart um because it was very difficult to train in Australia um yeah. I only had access to like 10 kilo dumbbells and obviously there's so much you can do with that but it was it I wasn't really getting the output that I would if I was in a normal gym and like everyone was kind of in the same boat um but I think because I was so far away from everything and I really mentally struggled so when I got back we sort of checked in was like right let's just have a restart fresh start and let's see where we go from there um and having a bit more access to things while I'm home has really helped um so over the next couple of weeks we kind of are in an improvement like food is high no direct cardio other than steps at the moment um so over the next couple of weeks we'll probably have the discussion of right what should we do next yeah because the olympia has been moved back as well this year hasn't it so yeah so olympia is in december um the cutoff for qualification is october the 18th um so we'll just see we'll see i'm kind of not one thing that I don't do well with is like pressure and I put so much on myself and so I kind of since I've been home changed that mindset of really like free just every day yeah focusing on each day rather than the end goal as such yeah yeah I think that's a great way to go about it as well especially with like in today's society you know everyone shares things on social media and then that in itself produces pressure and you put pressure yeah. on yourself on top of that yeah. so yeah. I think it's a great way to go about things mm. um so what is your biggest piece of advice for someone who is new getting into bodybuilding 
Okay. Biggest piece of advice would be don't compare yourself to people that you see on social media. And I say this to a lot of my first-timer clients as well um, because they're like, oh, my God, we have seen this person that's doing this show and they look like this, they look like this. Bodybuilding is about your own journey. And, like, no one is you and that is your power. So really, like, take that in and, like, make this about you. So it is hard not to think, oh, my God, like, this person's doing this, this person's doing this. But I think when you start to overcompare and try to put yourself next to somebody else and whatever, you then really take away from what you could blossom into. So my biggest piece of advice is probably listen to your coach, get yourself a coach, listen to your coach, and just don't compare yourself to other people. This journey is about you and what you can achieve. Yeah. And I think as well that um, also applies to like in person, you know, in the gym, things like that. Like if you're trying to train and you're just Mm -hmm. looking at everyone else around you and comparing Mm -hmm. yourself to everyone else, your session's Mm going to be shit and it's just not productive. So I agree with that massively. And Mm -hmm. do you take any sort of time away from social media before you step on stage, like in the coming weeks or? Yeah. So the I around like the three weeks out mark um I kind of like right limit my time on social media so I can really just like nail things coming into the show and I'm not too distracted by other things um and it was like I was trying to do my IGTVs leading into the Arnold and it got to like four weeks out and then I was like I really just need to although not much is like going on I'm going to the gym doing my cardio and stuff but mentally I just really needed to be like Boom. otherwise I'm like seeing people that I'm against and I'm like oh my god am I this and I'm it's it just causes too much too much self-doubt I think sometimes um yeah. so coming into a show I do get a bit radio silent um just so that I can really focus and stay positive yeah and I think it's probably even worse for you guys as pros because you have like lists of people that are going to be at your show don't you yeah yeah I think that was like the biggest um difference like going from amateur to a pro you're like whoa I know who's going to be here yeah Um, because they like release it like a week out um but yeah no you do get a list and then sometimes you're like what's that IG what do they look like what's going on um but yeah yeah whereas that's one of the things I kind of like as being an amateur like unless you actively go on Instagram and like look at people's captions and look at who's doing your show you don't really know you definitely yeah. don't know for definite so yeah it's kind of nice not knowing and then when you step up to the pro league you kind of like okay I know exactly yeah. who's going to be on yeah. stage against yeah. me <laughs> oh yay <laughs> yeah, yeah no it is it's, it's different you can find out who's doing your show what else for you would you say has changed from the transition to amateur from amateur to pro i'd say that i'm definitely like the same reef that i was amateur to pro but yeah so like my level of focus is a lot different not that i wasn't when i was an amateur but this like this is it like I, it's really hard to explain like it's like you know you're against the best of the best yeah yeah um so just like everything 
everything in my life now is centered around bodybuilding um and just like that level of focus has like gone up just everything has leveled up since making that transition yeah it's like that's it like you're in the you're in the big you're a little fish in a big pond again so yeah. like once you, you go from being a top amateur to then a low level pro and then it's like trying to build up those blocks again and the the pro league is like ever changing with like the quality and everything so it's like you don't have time to sort of take your foot off the gas yeah it's just go 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 and I suppose as well like obviously everyone on stage is a very very high standard so the finer details mm. matter so much more yeah 100 percent whereas like as an amateur to get your pro card it's usually a case of there's like three athletes on stage which really close between and their standouts mm-hmm. mm. whereas mm-hmm. on the pro stage it's kind of like okay they're all amazing <laughs> mm. it's definitely like the finer the finer things and just like trying to level up in every aspect yeah from like posing posing harder sleeping harder eating harder like just yeah and what is the the figure qualification process for the olympia at the moment so i don't think that's changed um from last year obviously bikini took the change um which was cool um but figure is you win you're in and then if you're in the top three in the points list um then you're in as well so it would be the top 25 yeah 25 absolutely yeah that's cool um but thank you so much for joining us today Ria it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on uh where can people find you on social media um so my instagram is at Ria GPT um and you can find me there if you have any questions you can jump in my dms they're always open I'll put Ria's Instagram in the description below so you guys can find her, although I'm sure the majority of you probably already follow her. (laughs) But thank you so much for joining us, Ria. It's been a pleasure to have you on and I will see you in the next one. Thank you so much, Danny.